0: Hello everyone, this is your host, Tiernan McCarthy-Kenny from Tiernan's Tea Time. I apologize this week if I sound a bit weird. Um, I'm a little bit under the weather. Not crazy, but I just have a sore throat. I'm a bit congested, so I sniffle a bit, but not that crazy. Um, I don't think it should be too bad. But this week we get into several things. So I talk about how I feel about OKC, um, some of the MVP stuff, which I know I've been talking a bit about, um, but... There are some stuff that I really wanted to um, highlight. We talk about Ja, his effect on Memphis, um, how he's been playing since he's been back, how I feel about the suspension. I know I've talked about that a few times too, but I really, it was more of a rant. Then uh, we talk about probably the most talked about thing this past week in NBA, which is just Katie's frustrations and things like that, my take on it. Um, and then we also talk about how I feel about the Nuggets and the record and eye tests. So then we also, also not to forget, we also talk about some FanDuel bets and things like that, things I like, things I think you should take in terms of the long term. Not too crazy. Um, it's short and sweet. I wanted to keep it short and sweet this week. So I hope you guys enjoy, it, and I'll see you another the side. <laughs> So there's a few things that I want to get into first. I wanted to officially say that I think OKC can actually be a real contender. Um, I previously said, I think two podcasts ago, maybe even the last one, I forget, that if they get one more piece that I really think they can actually be a finals contender. But I actually don't even think that they need another piece. Um, I think it's most advantageous that they do get another piece But in terms of actually being able to make it to the finals, I don't even think they really need it, to be honest. Um, I think maybe to win, probably, if you're going up against the Celtics and Porzingis is healthy, absolutely. Um, Because that team kind of looks unstoppable when Porzingis is actually healthy. Um, But, I mean, they're also a little shaky where the other night they almost lost to the Pistons. Um, obviously, the Pistons are extremely hungry for another win because they don't want to be the laughing stock of the NBA for another another week, you know. But still, it stuff happens. But I think they're the real deal. Um, they stomped out Denver last night. Shea had another forty-point game. Um, absolutely killed first half. Made all his shots, hundred percent from the field. So. And I'm not saying just based off that game that that makes them real, but that's a big deal. I mean, those though that team won the chip last year, not that many differences in their roster. Um, Jamal Murray played, Jokic played, real deal. So I think it's getting I think it's getting serious for them. Um, I'm excited. I mean, currently they're pretty high in the West. They're about they're second in the West right now. Yeah, twenty-one and nine. Two games back from the Timberwolves, which I think will change. I don't think the Timberwolves are going to end number one. But they're also another good team up there that I think... I don't believe in them as much. I think I believe more in OKC. But I think it's interesting. And it kind of leads into the Shea MVP talk, which I talked about. I highlighted a little bit last week. Um, I think that's real. Um, A lot of people... Excuse me. A lot of people who... Our kind of average NBA guys don't really see him as much because he doesn't really get talked about, right? But he's real. Um, right now he's number three in terms of points per game. Uh, he's averaging 30 or er, yeah, 31 points per game, uh, five assists, 11 rebounds. Uh, oh, excuse me, I'm looking at Giannis. Oh my god. Um, he's averaging 31 points per game six assists five rebounds I was gonna say 11 rebounds that's a little much um and he's he's leading the league in steals as well with 2.7 so and he's like he's a monster every every game he's he's just killing everybody there's not really you can anybody you can stop him um, and it's a different fashion too in terms of like there's a lot of guys that can beat who just get the line a ton' he's a Um, got 11 free throws a game, averaging 11 free throws a game, almost a 90% free throw shooter, which is crazy. So, and that actually brings up such a interesting point, which I wanted to talk about with some of my buddies, um, which I was listening to on Bill's pod talking about the difference between Will and Shaq and a lot of these bigs who couldn't really shoot free throws, And just imagine if they could. And that's kind of where Embiid's at, where you can make the case that he is maybe the most, the best offensive big of all time. There's never really been a big that's been a 90% free throw shooter and can score like this. Um, Embiid's currently averaging 35. I think if if he ends the season with 35 a game, and shooting maybe close to ninety, if not ninety, there's a real case there. Um, that's serious stuff, and not a lot of bigs can even do that, um, for real. But he's playing like MVP, of course. They're they're pretty much they're not owning the East. They're number three, but <clears throat> they're up there. And I honestly would take them over the Bucks. I still don't believe in the Bucks, even though they're numbers the number two in the East. Um, I'd probably take Philly over them. So, even being the third in the East and playing the way he is, that's obviously he could be, he's number one contender for MVP. Luca, I I just hate that he. Uh, it just hurts my heart that he's not considered as much just because just uh, it's usually just because of his team's record. I mean, they're six right now, eighteen and fourteen in the in the West. He's just so insane. Like, if they were only a couple spots up, he'd probably have, like, two MVPs by now. He's just so crazy. Um And it just hurts my heart, you know. But Shea, I think, should be looked at more. They're number two in the West. If they end, If they end the year off number two in the West and they're higher than Philly, I honestly think he should just get it because... He's been, for a couple of years now, been insane. But every every year, he's gone up a level. And this year, he's just, like, unstoppable. He really is. And since they made such a huge jump um, from last year to this year in terms of seeding and things like that, and actually being relevant, like, I think it's worth it. And he's also leading the league in steals, too. Um, that's I think that's big. Mo- leading multiple uh, statistics, I think is big. He's a huge, huge guy to that team. Not saying, not discounting Luka or Embiid or anybody like that. Obviously, they're their entire team, but it's just different, and it feels different, and I don't like that he's an underdog in that sense. I just don't like it. I think he I think he should be taken serious. Um, another dude I want to talk about real quick is just Ja. I kind of want to give... I want to give my two cents on Ja for a bit. I want to give him some credit because they're four and one with him um, after being like six and twenty, which is huge. And I actually was com- the complete opposite of kind of what I thought. I didn't think they were gonna be that good. Obviously, um, I said that in the beginning of the year. I thought they were gonna be a lot better than that um, because when we look back, even last season, there were stretches, there were twenty game stretches where Jaws out and they actually play better without him, but we can clearly tell they need him. Um so once he got back four games in a row, last game was the first loss with Ja against the Clippers. Um I watched a little bit of that game. They are just on so late or I can't I can't do that anymore. I just feel like shit all the time if I'm if I'm staying up till past midnight, but um 4 and 1, he's currently averaging 26.8 points per game, 5 5 rebounds and almost 9 assists, 8.8. Uh, shooting 48 from the field. Three is god-awful. Shooting 12% from three. Uh, but this is a five-game stretch. I think he should tone down a little bit of the aggro-like gun stuff. 100%. Um, obviously, these are some things like everybody's talking about. I'm sure you've heard, but something you just have to highlight. Um, the little bang, bang, bang... after he dunked was a little too crazy and the I'm keeping receipts shit I think is just okay shut the fuck up (laughs) like you what you did was wrong okay I am one of the people that I think the 25 games was enough I honestly I'm not gonna say I thought he should have been out for the entire year but I probably wouldn't have cared if it was You know, I thought that was pretty insane. When you're one of the best players in the league, every kid is looking up to you. And if you're just fucking toting guns and shit to act tough, like, I think that's a big deal. And especially when there's several run ins, you know, several, not just one, two, there's like three or four incidents where you're like, okay, something's going on with this dude. And then, especially after giving a twenty five game suspension, it seems like you don't really give a shit. And then your dad, of course, is now saying too that the circle around you is still the same and nothing's really changed. That's a big deal. I think that's a big deal. Um, and if I think if I I think if he messes up one more time, you should be out for the entire year. I think you should be done for the entire year. Some people think that the twenty five games was too much and it should be fifteen. <clears throat> Fuck that. Excuse me. If if you're one of the biggest guys in the league and everybody's looking up to you, especially him, because just even this his game style. When you're a kid, all you care about is dunking. If you see somebody like even grab rim, it like blows your mind. So with these people like him and Zion, somebody who's dunking all the time that's who you're going to gravitate to because those highlights are the f- most fun to watch. Those are the those are the highlights you wish you could recreate. That's why we have mini hoops and well, that we can lower the the hoop so we can dunk. That's just how it is. Um so if you're toting guns and kind of being an ass and not really caring, that's a big deal. I mean, think about it in any other profession, right? If you did that in any other profession, you wouldn't even think twice with a putting somebody out sabbatical or them even getting fired. If you had a regular job and you just started like posting about fucking toting guns like a big boy job, like a real job, not like working at Chipotle, um, you wouldn't think twice of somebody being fired. You know, you'd be like, "Oh yeah, that makes absolute sense." But for some reason, when you have one of the biggest jobs, and it's not in terms of importance, obviously, we're playing a child's game here. But in terms of a job that has this huge magnified glass on you, everybody from around the world is watching you. Now, for some reason, that doesn't matter. You toting guns and like trying to act tough online. Um, summary, re- I don't get that. I that doesn't make any sense to me. So Personally, I wouldn't think twice if he got banned or uh, suspended for the year. I think if he has another run-in, he absolutely should. So we're talking about Draymond here getting suspended indefinitely. He should have been Ja first, to be honest. So either way, I'm glad he's back. Hopefully he clears up his act. Um, four and one, great. Maybe they can. there's been talk of possibly sneaking in like that that 10th place and being in the play-in. Um, I know Vern, Bill's buddy, was is a Memphis fan, obviously, and thinks he's going to he's gonna bring them there. I don't know. It's tough, and I can probably see it. I can possibly see it. I mean, the Rockets are in that spot right now, 15-15, 500 team. Um, I mean, they have an awful road record. They're currently 3-10 and 10 on the road. That's a big deal. Um, not a lot of other teams are like that. So, yeah, I could maybe see them sneak down, maybe a spot or two and kind of miss the play-in and go at it again next year The Memphis can kind of steal it. Right now, Utah and Golden State is above them. Golden State is another one where it's like if they click, they could totally grab that spot. So, I don't know. Currently, the, the whole play-in is the Pelicans at 7, 18 and 14. Number 8 is the Lakers. 17 and 15. Then you got the Suns at number 9, 16 and 15. And then you got the Rockets, like I just said. Um, Then Golden State, Utah, and then Memphis. So who knows? I definitely think they could beat out the Jazz for the 12th spot, 100%. But that number 10 spot with the Rockets and then 11 with the Warriors, that's a good little dance between the between that, the that's those three teams, I don't, I off the top of my head, I'm not totally sure. I can see either one of them be in that spot, so we'll see. Either way, they're not getting past the first round. Uh, Jaws' game is way too limited, like I said in the last pod. Doesn't really have much of an outside shot. Definitely not from three, as you can see right now, shooting 12%. Um, and of course, five game span, like I said before, small sample size. Still, still matters. So I, I don't know. Still, still happy for him. Next, I just wanted to highlight and talk about maybe the most thing, most uh, talked about thing this past week, which is Katie's frustration with the Suns. I have a little bit of a different take on it, um, but some just for some context, Woj came out, I believe it was on Christmas, saying that Katie had some frustration with the Suns, just based on how they're not really doing that great. Um, and apparently, which I didn't even know, KD responded uh, on Instagram with ended up deleting it. Um, this is what KD said Who says somebody else, quote unquote, feels that I'm frustrated. And it turned out it turned into me being mentally checked out. This shit crazy. These people can flat out lie on my name and make up shit, and you people will believe it. But when my teammates and coaches, speak on how I am as a teammate, you ignore it, lol. Yeah, um, I can completely get that side too, there's a lot of times, and similar thing with Kyrie too, like a lot of people, a lot of teammates, um, and just guys in the NBA will, are like, Kyrie's beloved by them, but you kind of just disregard it, and it's a similar thing with KD, um, a lot of people say so many good things about him, about him being one of the realists in the NBA. Um, a lot of good comments. And people just disregard. Him. Um, and I'm having a little half and half. I think Woj is one of those guys, he's probably the number one NBA reporter in terms of credibility. Um, and just, he literally knows everything. Everything inside and out, he finds it. So I think his word is good. So if he says that KD feels frustrated, whatever, um, I mean, my whole thing is you can feel frustrated with your team 100%. Who cares? You're gonna. If you're losing, you're gonna. Everybody feels frustrated. But, but he never said that he wanted to leave or anything like that like he did in Brooklyn or Golden State. So I don't know why people are freaking out about it as much. He's not saying he wants to request another trade. He's not saying he, he, when he's a free agent and however long that he's going to leave. He's not trying to get a uh, coach fired. He's not bashing even a teammate. So I don't think it's that big a deal. He's just frustrated for losing. Obviously, who's not going to be? Um but I do agree with what Bill was saying in terms of just legacy. I think he cares more about his legacy than he leads on. Um, even things like just responding to people, including me, responding to me, um, things like that. People are, who are criticizing him a bit that hurts his feelings. I get that. Um, it's different. But I'm not going to go, <clears throat> excuse me, on this deep end, like just saying that this means so much more than it is. I don't think it really does. But if it ever got to that point, he's saying, yeah, I do want to be out of Phoenix, or I, I do want to be on a, on a winning team, things like that. I want to get traded again before his deal is up. That's a huge red flag, and I, I agree with anybody else that, that just it's just going to destroy your legacy. That's what we're going to remember you as. Similar to LeBron, that's what I talk about with LeBron. Is the leaving the teams and super teams and all that different stuff? Obviously, he's a different case because there's so much other good stuff and like all the accolades, of course, um, statistical accolades. He's the king of that, a hundred percent. So there's more to talk about. KD doesn't really have that as much, so we're gonna be looking, eyeing his career the most uh, in terms of moves and teams and different things like that. Chips. So. In terms of his legacy, definitely that is the absolute wrong move. Don't do that. Um, but with just the comments of being frustrated, of course he's gonna be frustrated. Like his team hasn't even the big three on his team hasn't even played together like for that many games. So what the fuck, you know? Um, and I don't even who's happy about the Bradley Beal deal. Like who who even wanted that? besides the, the new owner, you know? Um, you should have just kept CP3. I guarantee you they would have been, one, a finals contender because they're not a contender. I mean, obviously, their record shows that they're not a contender, The number nine, um, but it's early. But even so, they could be number three in the West, and I would still not believe in them. That's the same thing with the Clippers, like, they're number four. Or even Minnesota, number one. Like, I don't believe in those teams at all. They can Clippers, I don't think, get out of the first round. Minnesota does not make the conference finals. Um, I don't see that. Unless they just have a cakewalk, which the West is hard enough. They don't, they're not going to have a cakewalk. Um, so we'll see. But I I think everybody should chill out with this Kevin Durant frustration talk acting like it kind of means that he's going to end up leaving. I don't think that's the case. Um, we'll see if, if their season really goes in the shitter and they lose the play-in or don't even make the play-in. We'll see how he acts. But um, for right now, I think people are kind of blown out of proportion. And I get it. There's not as much to talk about in the NBA right now. Um, but besides trades and stuff, but that even that is kind of short-lived. Let's get into some uh, FanDuel betting lines. So, recently I've been looking at some of these and they're pretty fun to look at. Um I don't the only thing I don't like is that the NBA awards kind of go up and down. I see them here and there. They'll be on there for a day and I want to talk about it I'll be like, "Oh, like let's do it in real time, you know, right now." Like I have no notes right now. We're just going right off the top. Um so I'll do that and then I go on there and they're just not there. So that's a little annoying. But I kind of want to go through some of the the ones they are offering right now because they are just fun to watch. So NBA finals. Uh there are no minus anything. So I every team's a toss up for the most part, at least that's what they're thinking. So Boston's plus three twenty. Denver is plus four twenty. That's the I, those are the two teams everybody thought, but I'm actually not. And this we can go into a separate thing right now. I'm actually not that big on Denver. Um, I've watched them a bit, and I just don't really. I, I don't know. There's just something there that I'm told, I'm not really believing in as much, to be a completely honest. Um, they're losing a lot of I mean they're number two in the west right now or not number two, uh, number three excuse me, they've kind of bounced up and down though with OKC Um, I just feel like a bit that their record looks a little better than the eye test and maybe I'm just crazy I don't know if that's I don't know if anybody else thinks that but every time I watch them I'm not that impressed, the beginning of the season I was a little more like wow Um, just based off their ball movement, their uh, inclusivity between teammates and different things like that. But recently when I've been watching them, I don't know. It might just be because Murray's gotten back and they just need to gel a bit more and he's kind of getting back. Because every time I watch them too, since Murray's been back, I feel like every game he has a little bit of a scare where something hurts. Um, So that could be a bit of bit of it too you know uh, the inconsistency between the lineups and stuff like that that's a big deal then Reggie Jackson too has been going in and out a bit um, in in real time um, so I don't know uh, currently their offensive rating 7 out of 30 averaging 118 a game and then same thing with defense they're 9 out of 30 uh, 113 so they're not terrible of course obviously they're 3rd in the west but I don't know if I see them going that far again. We'll see if like if Jokic just completely turns on the Jets, you know, um, and starts murdering. Because in the beginning of the year, he was doing pretty crazy. He was going pretty crazy. Um, but now he's kind of taking not a dip. He's still up there, obviously. But he's averaging 26, 12, and 9. Almost a triple-double. It That's that's what's so crazy about him. is He's still averaging almost a 26-point triple-double. And I'm like, eh, this is not the best Jokic I've seen. You know? How insane is that? Um, Jokic is Jokic. He's always good, obviously. A, a bad Jokic is better than more than 75% of the league. Um, there's probably no such thing as a bad Jokic. But... Well, just what I'm saying, I don't know. I with the eye test of Denver, I'm not loving what I see. I don't really know who'd come out of the West like OKC like I said, I think is a contender, but it's still a little far fetched. Same with Minnesota. I can possibly see them getting there. I just don't know if I if I believe in them for an entire season doing what they're doing. I don't know if I I don't know if I can get on board with that. Um So, but right now, Vandal's offering plus three twenty for the Celtics, plus four twenty for Denver, plus four sixty for the Bucks. That's insane. Plus one thousand for the Suns. That's insane. Plus twelve hundred for the Clippers, and plus thirteen hundred for the for Philly, Um, Milwaukee, and the Suns and the Clippers. Just get the fuck out of here. There's not a shot. I I don't think Milwaukee's going to the chip whatsoever. The Suns are definitely not getting to the chip whatsoever and the clippers there's no way in hell that they're getting the chip whatsoever i'd put i mean honestly if you're going to take somebody besides the celtics and nuggets because obviously they're not that great odds i'd a thousand percent take philly uh over anybody over any of those teams or even minnesota honestly because minnesota's plus 1900 or okc's plus 3200 right now that's crazy if, if you put a $5 bet on OKC, you'd win 160 bucks. So, I mean, that's not bad. That's not bad odds. Uh, same thing with Philly. If you put a $5 bet, you'd win 65 bucks. Not as great, obviously, but still, not too bad. Those are the two teams I'd probably... Pick, I mean, or three, maybe Philly, Minnesota, and the Thunder. For some reason, why do the Lakers have a higher? Um, why do the Lakers have a better chance in terms of the spread than the Timberwolves? That doesn't make any sense. Plus, Lakers are plus eighteen hundred. Minnesota is plus nineteen hundred. Like that, Laker team is no shot going to the finals. Yeah, they made the conference finals last year. Uh, on a whim, there's no way they're going to the co- the conference finals. I think even this year or to the chip. That's just crazy. That's crazy talk. Um, to make the playoffs, so east. Wow, Eastern Conference to make the Eastern Conference playoffs. Cleveland is minus five ninety. That's a little surprising. Um, minus five ninety. Knicks are from minus five hundred. Even Orlando's, minus 430. That's a little, I don't know, man. That's a little much. Um, and then for the West, Clippers, minus 800. Sacramento, minus 385. Dallas, minus 265. Some of these are just super far-fetched. I don't, there's no, it should be plus everything. There's no way that the Clippers should be minus 800. Um, that's a little, that's a little crazy. Uh, I don't, I don't. Totally like that. You know what's funny, too? With a lot of these uh, FanDuel, DraftKings, things like that, they have so many LeBron bets. Um, uh, Right now, one of the NBA specials on FanDuel is in which game will LeBron score his 40,000th regular season point. And you could just bet on which game it's going to be, which is hilarious. So uh, February 9th versus the Pelicans, plus 7,000. Um, things like that is hilarious. They're pretty those are that would be really fun to bet. I mean, $5 bet on that February 9th is a $350 payout. Just a $5 bet if you hit that. That's pretty that's nuts. Um, but those are super fun. And then it, it goes all over the place. Um, but DraftKings has a bunch of that too. There's so many good, so many good ones. Um even some of the, like the the props, Steph Curry props. Uh, made threes like over and under just there's a lot of good a lot of good fun bets but i i wish there was the uh awards i don't know why they don't have the awards on here that kind of sucks uh some division ones would be fun so division the one i obviously care about the most central division uh my bulls are in there of course and they have currently have the craziest el- Plus, eleven thousand to win that division. Um, of course, if you put a five dollar bet, you'd win five hundred and fifty dollars. There's no way that's happening. I mean, that's quite. That'd be quite a. Uh, that'd be quite a take if you thought the Bulls were. I mean, gonna outbeat the Pacers, the Cavs, and the Bucks. That's that's a tough division. Um like division is is interesting too between Boston, Philly, and New York. Um, that's a pretty good one. Obviously, we know who's gonna win that, um, and then same thing with the Pacific Division: Clips, Sacramento, Phoenix, Lakers, and Golden State. That's a really tough one. I don't, again, I don't know why the Clippers have the best odds here, plus one ten. They're currently number four in the West, which is great. That's fine, but Sacramento's a half a game back and then Dallas is a game and a half back. Um, I don't know why they're taking the Clippers so seriously. I don't get this. Like what is what is so great about the Clippers? Kawhi was out last night, like same thing with the Lakers. Like they're fine teams, but you can't rely on them. Kawhi's going to be out at some point. Paul George going to be out at some point. And then LeBron or Davis guaranteed going to be out at some point. Davis has surprisingly played way more games than we all thought, which is just which just means he's gonna implode later in the season. So, you know, that's what it is. I don't get that. It's crazy. Um, Northwest Division two, uh, Minnesota, Denver, and OKC. That's a really tough one. Those are terrible odds though, because all those teams are up there. So, that's interesting. All right, that's it in the pod. I hope you guys enjoyed, and I'll see you in the next one.